Speaking of the Houston Asterix, George Springer on the move. Um, it seems like the Red Sox are left as the only team to be sitting on their hands and never doing anything this offseason. They're the kings of interest. I thought we established that a long time ago. Super disappointing, to be honest with you. Super disappointing. Now, now that I look at it, the Detroit Lions logo is just a lion. It's not a D. <laughs> well, the Tigers one is... You could I, do the Red Wings. You could. I mean, there there are so many of them that would fit oh, the Ducks. As, as, like, good, solid logos. The Ducks we would do in a heartbeat, I think. Ducks is great. Ducks is great. We may be talking about them in a couple weeks. When do you want to do the jersey draft? Do you want to do it before? Like, do you want to do it Super Bowl week? The week, because we get two weeks in between, you know, championship weekend and Super Bowl weekend. So maybe. I think we should, it, do, it the, I think we should do it the week before the Super Bowl because I feel like we're going to do a big Super Bowl episode. Would love it. So I feel like doing it before the Super Bowl would make sense, like in that week off. Perfect. What, what did you think about the, the jersey draft parameters? You know, one NFL, one NBA, one MLB, one NHL. So there's four of them, and then a fifth miscellaneous round. So the fifth miscellaneous, can I go back to the NFL or back to the NHL? Or oh, 100%. Do I that, have to go overseas or something like that? No, no, you, you wouldn't have to go overseas. That's where you could use like a – like for me, one of my one of my favorite jerseys all time, and it's recent, so it's kind of tough. But it was in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, the Celtics Christmas jerseys mm-hmm. with the script. I mean, it's some of the most beautiful shit I've ever seen. Yep. So like that's one to where they only wore it once, you know, mm-hmm. or like an Olympics perhaps. That's something to keep in mind. That's gonna be a hot one. I've already got my miscellaneous. I know that absolutely nobody is going to take it, and I know that I'm going to get yelled at for my miscellaneous too. So I'm going to keep it, and I'm very excited to have people yell at me. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I have to also start with this. So for those of you that don't know, we have some great new friends of the program, Thrive Fantasy. You can go to their website. You can download their app. Doesn't really matter which one, whatever you prefer. Um, promo code DHP24, DHP24. And what that'll give you is a first deposit match. So you deposit 25, you get 25 match. Now you have 50. Deposit 50, now you get a $50 match, you have 100. So it's a perfect place for player props. You can kind of put a parlay of props together. Do whatever you want, rack up cash. Just start with some free money. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. So go check out Thrive Fantasy, uh, our our newest friends of the program. So it's a good time. It's a good time. And don't yeah. don't try to tell me there there aren't plenty of player props with NBA season absolutely raging on. I'm sure somebody made a lot of money off Colin Sexton last night. Um, I believe our dear friend Bookie Greg might have. He did. Yeah. Do you have that picture? I do. He do sent it to you. He did. Yeah, I gotta find it. No, do you have Do you have do this, it on don't you? Do this like it's just me. No, I know, but I wanted no, you I to mean, say it. I, why do I, Why do you need me to say it? I like your voice. Damn it. <laughs> he did the Celtics uh, 76ers game last night. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. He did the Celtics 76ers game last night. He did Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. Uh, <laughs> Over 14 and a half, Joel Embiid over 24 and a half. 
Tobias Harris over 18.5, Shake Milton over 14.5, and, and Tristan Thompson over 5.5 rebounds. Now, before he sent this, he texted me and said, what do you think? I was very skeptical, skeptical in Kemba Walker and was much more in love with uh, Jalen Browns. Jalen Browns also hit. So. <laughs> yeah, I think the balls on him to take Shake Milton was impressive. Um, look, he's, look, he, he, we, we, the one thing that we know about Bookie Greg is that he is in tune with Philadelphia sports more than you and I mm-hmm. would possibly wish to be in tune with a sport, not with a city, a sport. So he, he understands Philadelphia sports as well as anybody. So his understanding of Shake Milton's game is, is pretty, uh, is pretty impressive. No, it's very accurate. Um, and I don't know if we want to kind of keep on the NBA route here, but I also have to ask, is this podcast a Dan Campbell podcast now? Are we Dan Campbell people now? I can't um, tell if I love or hate that speech today. It's one or look, the other. Considering that we just did a whole thing with, like, Army Hammer being, like, you know, canceled because he talked about eating people, I'm going to lean with no and just go with a hmm. I, I love the energy, though. I did. I did say that you know, if if they were holding, uh, if they were holding uh, tryouts, I'd go. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind it because it's like this weird, like junkyard dog mentality. And obviously, he's very different from Army Hammer or whoever, however the hell you pronounce his name. And that he wasn't actually advocating for eating people. Uh, the b- biting kneecaps is a very weird thing. It'd be very funny to tell his um, defensive line to just bite quarterbacks' kneecaps. That would be very funny. Um, you see, you see Aaron Rodgers get a chunk taken out of his knee next season. That's you don't act like that wouldn't be the greatest Twitter day of all time. That would be the weirdest Twitter day of all time. <laughs> we've had we've had we some just, weird ones. We just left the weirdest Twitter day. Of- yeah, I'm kind of already done with the Bernie memes. They're very burnt out. It happened very quickly. Some of them are funny. Some of them are I'm very okay funny. With it, to be honest with you, right now I'm okay with it. Well, they got to so be original. The Queen's, the Queen's Gambit one was really good. Um, the one where he's sitting on uh, what looks like the World Trade Center uh, set of steel. That one's pretty good. Oh, like those old timey pictures where they bring, they literally like are sitting like eating their lunch. He's in the painting, like he's in the painting where everyone else is oh. sitting in front of like the waterfront. Haven't seen either of those. I'll send this to you. This is great. Please um, Google them, people. He's sitting in front of the town hall in Schitt's Creek. He's sitting next to Sarah Jessica Parker and like the other girls from Sex and the City. Um, him sitting next to Forrest Gump was also a good one. Loved that one. Love that one. Um, okay. What the, also, the thing about Dan Campbell that I hated, and he didn't do this, so I don't think I can count it as hating him, but whoever is like the PR or the you know chief administrative... I know where you're going with this, and I'm totally against what you're about to say. Chief administrative officer. You can't write the dude on a name yeah, tag. That's yeah, so dumb. I'd yeah. rather have my coach tell me to bite kneecaps than me want him to call him the dude. No. No, I'm I'm supportive of this. Are are you just that big of a Lebowski fan? Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a decent movie. I'm a big Jeff Bridges guy, but Look, I'm not, not that big. You. I'm not gonna lie with you. If I had the opportunity to get high with Dan Campbell, I 100% would after that press conference. 
it sounds like he's never not high. Fair. <laughs> and it, it may be smelling salts. Um, now, we've seen, since we last recorded, we've seen a couple different people land. So, obviously, Dan Campbell, the dude, apparently, um, is in Detroit. Shout out Sportsbooks coming to Detroit tomorrow. Um, big day for Michigan. Hopefully, by the end of 2021, Ohio will be able to be in the same boat. Um, local lawmakers, stop dragging your feet. It's pretty annoying. Um, Eagles have brought on Nick Sirianni, if I'm getting that one right, who is your Colts offensive coordinator. Uh, Salah is in New York and is... Did the Jets make the best move so far? No. Who made the best move? Personally, I think the Eagles might have. I think the Eagles might have. And I know he's getting a lot of backlash because he wasn't the play caller last year. Um, but he comes from the Frank Wright School of Thought. And, and that's something that the Eagles, I think, were looking for because of who they want at quarterback. Not necessarily what they have, but who they want. And they want Wentz at quarterback, and they, he did really well with Frank Reich there. And then Frank Reich went to go to the Colts. And so I think the opportunity for them arose where they could kind of have that school of thought come back, and that's what they wanted. I think ultimately, if it wasn't Frank Reich, Reich they wanted their, he wanted their, their best, their, uh, his best assistant. So, I, look, There you go. I'm pissed that the enemy still doesn't have a job, and he shouldn't take this Texans job because this Texans job is only getting worse by the day. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, each team that had a head coaching vacancy um, was going for something different, right? They were going for um, kind of a, a, a change in their culture. So for the Jets, you know, they had Adam Gase, who was by all accounts a dumpster fire, and they brought in – Robert Sala, who is an absolutely outstanding hire. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacksonville, we'll see. I, I'm I, I'm not sold on Urban. Um, I don't think Urban's going to be there forever, or and and by forever I mean more than four years. Um, so we'll see there. Arthur Smith with the Falcons. They're trying to uh, to evolve Matt Ryan into what Ryan Tannehill was is in Tennessee. Yeah, I don't think Bienabee would have had the same success with Matt Ryan at quarterback, so I think he dodged a bullet there. Um, I mean, these are... To be perfectly honest with you, I think he dodged a bullet there. Trust me, these Um, are guys that are on their last leg. Like, Matt Ryan has maybe three seasons left in him. I'd go four. I I just don't... Like, you see all these guys that have officially, like, pushed themselves way too far. Like, Eli was on the cusp of it. And he decided, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get out before it gets really bad. Um, Phil Rivers has started, you know, he just retired, but he started to let it get real bad. Um, You know, watching him not being able to throw 30 yards down the field hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with Breeze. Now, Breeze had a lot more injuries than Phil Rivers. So, I don't know if Jay Glazer is right or wrong about Drew, but either way, you know, these guys are not going out on top. They're not, like, going quietly. They're just burning out in front of our eyes. I mean, look, Eli Manning started to look like the smartest person in the world because he went, he left before it got 
terrible, like you said. Like he he was going down, and it, it, you could very clearly tell that he was going down. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I think he probably could have gone somewhere this year and been a backup. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to go out, you know, riding high and still kind of being the starter. So yeah, and I respect um, that. Look, as I as I said, uh, the only job that I thought the perfect was perfect for BNB was the Chargers job, and they ultimately went with Brandon Staley, which I get because you know they just went from an offensive guy, and usually to reverse course they go with a defensive guy, and they went yep. with a hot shot defensive guy. So, look, it, it makes sense. BNB um, gets screwed again, and and that's going to be something that's going to be a major talking point for this for this upcoming year. Um, but if we look, you know, if we are already looking. Uh, at the NFL coaching hot seats for who's going to enter the hot seat on, in 2021, you're going to have the Bears. That would be a great job for Bianca B. Be um, weird. Be weird. Great for the be. Bears. Great for the Bears. But Agreed. Uh, Vic Fangio, he would have a lot of fun with, with Drew Locke, in my opinion. Um, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe someone who lives in, out in Las Vegas is getting $100 million to not make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, uh, now, I'm I'm a Gruden apologist. I love the fact that he wore the Oakland hat in a legitimate NFL game this season on accident. Hilarious. Um, it's it's like it's like Arrested Development, but in real life. Very funny. And I think that they made a huge step. I think that they're. This is the problem. The AFC, as we can see, is going to be stacked for a very long time. Yep. So. And and even even if you look at these bottom of the barrel teams, Joe Burrow comes back healthy. The Bengals aren't winning three games next season. They're going to be winning seven, maybe eight, and they're going to be you know come week 15, 16, 17, they're going to be putting people on their ass. You know, that's going to be that's also a name that I was going to say could be the end of these job. Zach Taylor. Yeah, they've already. I'm, I don't know. I think they might want to give the him fact, one full season fact, with Burrow. The fact that they had to come out this offseason and said Zach Taylor is coming back next season <laughs> says everything I need to know about that job. Well, didn't they do the same thing to Matt Nagy? Yes, that's why That's why I put Matt Nagy first. That's true, and he should never kept his job. I mean, you want to talk about a fall and, from grace. And the other one who falls exactly in that line is Mike McCarthy. Oh, man, talk about a guy that just, like, got a job without deserving it. Holy shit, man. Right. So, no, so that's I. Okay, but is that's but that's my point, right? Is that you know these three teams that we just named here, all had to put out statements at some point this off season that said, mm, "Yeah, he's coming back next year." The fact that they yeah. had to do that is not good. No, no, not at all. I mean, I would argue that that's worse than just a new head coach because that means that there's some dysfunction within your organization. So maybe. Maybe the top down doesn't trust the coach, or maybe the players now don't trust the coach. But if you have to come out and like defend them like that, it's real tough to move morale. Um, and you brought up Urban Meyer earlier. I want to bring up something to you here. I don't think Urban Meyer's problems will be off the field, or excuse me, on the field. I think his problems will be on the field. Or, I'm illiterate. I'm illiterate. His problems Let's try will one be more time. off the field couple things. He, in his time at Ohio State, he maybe lost seven games. Um, yes. 
not good at losing. True. NFL, you have to be able to, like, morale and bounce back. So, yep. also, I don't, I don't know where his, like, pump-up speeches are going to come now that he's not talking to 18 to 21-year-olds. Now that he's talking to grown-ass men who are making millions and millions of dollars. I don't know where the morale is going to come from on that one. But if he can if he can handle those two things, I think he'll be just fine. I don't think the play calling is going to be as difficult as people think it will be for him. I Like I said, his problems is going to be how do you go from like telling these guys, hey, you want a shot at the NFL? Well, you got to work your ass off and the kids just do it themselves to now – how do you motivate millionaires? Um, by telling them that they're going to get cut if they don't do well. Do players respond well to threats? I don't know. I think some do. Some. Now, what the Jaguars had one win last season? Uh, they had yes. one, yes. Week one against the Colts. Would you consider six and ten a success? So they had five more wins in one season. Yes. I think six and ten is doable for them. You play the Texans twice. Well, let's see who are the Texans before we get there, right? All I know is that the Texans will still be retaining Executive Vice President Jack Easterby, which means that the Texans is the Texans. I'm not allowed to comment on Jack Easterby. I don't also understand the hate. Well, it's because I'm not in Texas, so I don't really. But I, I, I never heard of this dude whatsoever until like week 15. And then everybody I think that was like. tell you the hate. What do you mean? I think that should exactly tell you the hate. What because part of this that? This man was named executive vice president of football operations after, um, well. Being the character coach in New England. Gotcha. Was he the pastor? Pretty much, yeah. That's Oh, the chaplain or whatever the hell they call yeah. them? Yep. So weird. Why do teams do that? Because, you know, some people are religious. Bill um, is your priest. Bill is your pope. Bill is your savior. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, just, let's just go through this quickly, right? Please. His, his bio is incredibly short. Wild quickly ascent in that short bio. Wildly. He started, uh, he, uh, he, during his career, devoted to development of character and organizational culture. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Uh, he's mentored numerous PGA golf players, U.S. national teams, and multiple NBA teams, as well as Major League Baseball players. He gained his first NFL experience in 2004 with the Jacksonville Jaguars, helping in football operations and public relations. Became character coach for the University of South Carolina Athletic Department from 2005 to 2010. Go Cox. Uh, he did stuff for the Olympic sports in 2010 and 2011. Uh, 12 for the, ba- for the baseball and the women's basketball championship. Uh, he assisted both academic and spiritual accountability initiatives on campus. Then he went to, in 2011, he joined the Chiefs organization uh, in the role of character development created by Scott Pioli. 
Um, then in 2013, he joined the Patriots as character coach, and then he included his title of team development of development director and management responsibilities with the Patriots. And then he was named. Then he went to the Houston Texans and became a front office guru. Like his bio is so tiny and so short, it's actually stupid. It's incredibly all over the place, if that makes sense. Like, it does a good job of having zero consistency whatsoever. It, like, so, <laughs> like so really good. He's just, he thinks he's, he th- literally, he thinks he's God and he's just going to fix everything. Like, that's what he thinks he is. And he's just being flat out just stupid and annoying. And the fact that Cal McNair even gives him the time of day should tell you exactly where that organization is going to go, even with Deshaun Watson there. So I want Deshaun Watson to get traded out of Houston. Okay. Let's let's talk about that then. Because I have in my phone some great people across the across the interwebs. Did some very fun photoshops. Um so in my book, and we'll talk about Mr. Haskins in a second, um the Steelers did not have enough trade capital to get Deshaun Watson. Yes. In my estimation, unless they wanted a ton of cash, the Patriots didn't either. Because they have the cash, they just might not have the personnel that Houston's looking for. agree with that, but I think that the Patriots would be willing to give up their first-round picks for the next three years to do it. Okay. I just don't. I look, look, right? Like, yeah. We're gonna like look at where they are in the NFL draft this year. They're in the middle. That would get them. That Mike is a jumping point. It's not the best jumping point, but it's a jumping point. They're literally mm-hmm. flat in the middle, so it's you know it's a jumping point. I think the three first round picks, which is this year, next year, and the year after, probably in somebody else would probably get it done, like a Chase Winovich type player. Yeah, or Josh Uche, Josh Uche, like those two guys would probably get it done, um, but I th- don't think Casario is going to make a trade with New England, so that's why I'm I'm not. <laughs> this. Um, nobody wants to trade with the Jets. I disagree with that. I don't. I I do think they have the people to get it done, though. I think if you throw enough shit at the wall, it'll stick. Personally, I think that if you. Th- throw them the first the second overall pick and the first pick one of their first picks this year because they have two one of their first picks next year and a second or third rounder this year i think gets it done think it's that easy i think so because ultimately right the where their draft pick is now is three yes and it's the dolphins so the only team, in my opinion, that will actually can pull this pull a trade off is the Dolphins. Yeah, they and that was another person three. on my list. They have what else? They have? they have eighteen, and then they had their own somewhere. They had, I thought they had two in the first round. Yeah, I thought they had three. I don't think so. But while you're looking that up. What the Dolphins do have is they have Tua. I think Tua, one of those first-round picks this year, and maybe like two other second-rounders, 
could also get that done. And let me tell you what, the Dolphins would be a menace with Deshaun. There you go. Menace. Two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, two fourths, a fifth, two sixths, and two sevenths. And they also have the Texans' first and second round picks of next season. Boom. Menace. Give them their picks back. Trade them their own picks back. I think think the Texans' first pick and their first round pick next year to a – and maybe the Saints' second round pick would get it done. I think out of all of these, you know, people that the Dolphins have the most to be able to move, I don't think they will though. But they're also in a they're in a great position. They have Tua that showed you know some promise here and there throughout the season, or they could trade for Deshaun Watson, who is a all star. Oh, I'm completely against Tua showing promise at all this season. Well, they started him plenty. They I, won games I that he started. Sucked. I thought Tua was absolutely terrible this year. If the metric that you're going off of is wins, God help you for a quarterback. Yeah, now I'm trying to figure out who to compare it to because I'm not just going to take a leap and say Tom Brady his has best, a lot of wins because that's game dumb. This year was the last one where he threw it, where he dropped back to throw the football 58 times. Sounds like Big Other Ben. Other than that, he had 361 yards, too. Other than that, 94, 145. 316, 316 against the Chiefs. I'll give him that one. 296 against the Bengals. I'll give him that one. 83, 169. 248, 93, and 9. He did not have a good year this year. He threw for three picks in that game that he threw for 361 yards. Imagine how many yards he would have had if he didn't throw a pick. Um, a lot more, and they might have won the game. Maybe 4-15. Um, and his QBR would not be 21. <laughs> and then the the last place that I saw whispers about Deshaun, and I think this would be very good for his career, but it'd be very tough to pull off the Saints. Oh, I would have said the Bears. I I don't think the Bears are smart enough to make that happen. Oh, I don't think they are either. But it's one of those things where it's like Bears first round pick, Khalil Mack for Deshaun Watson. Who says no? Where, well, the Bears technically made the playoffs, so their pick is going to be in the middle of the pack too. True, but you're getting Khalil Mack out of this. And you're telling me that a, that a defense with Khalil Mack, J.J. Watt, and... Um, who is the other person that I'm thinking of? I don't want it to happen because I'd like to see J.J. Watt leave. Oh, yeah, so would I, but that's not going to happen. Um, well, a defense of, oh, my God, their entire defense was on the IR. Okay, a defense next season of J.J. Watt, P.J. Hall, Whitney Marcellius, Bernard uh, McKinney, Dylan Cole and Michael Thomas. That's a pretty deep. That's a. Oh my God. Their IR is better than their offense. <laughs> Holy moly. It's not too shabby. No. But again, I, I truly don't think that the Bears are smart enough to get it done. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. They they've used falling bass backwards into the playoffs as an excuse to literally not change a thing. True. They like no front office changes, no management changes, no personnel changes. Like they're keeping Trubisky. They're just sitting on their hands and hoping that somehow the team gets better, even though they did nothing to it. Besides maybe draft somebody decent, I don't know. But I think that's extremely irresponsible. Um, so I, I see Deshaun Watson on the move. I do. Again, I just I, I, I don't know where I'd put as my top two places that I could, not where I want him to go, but where I can see him going. Um, the Dolphins and the Jets. Had the Dolphins is one of mine. That makes sense. And the Jets are only doing it through draft capital. They're pulling the Danny Ainge. Uh, I think the Jets will do it. I think the Jets will do it. I feel so bad for Deshaun. Holy shit! Actually, actually, you want it, you want to you want to you want a real dark horse in this? Honestly, if if, if you're gonna be honest with me. A real dark horse in this, and this is just to be fun for me. The Los Angeles Rams. I wouldn't hate that. They very clearly do not have a lot of faith in Jared Goff. Their backup is John Wolford, which was okay. Then you have Blake Bortles, which was Blake Bortles. You have a decent running back room. You have two very good wide receivers and a third one that can show up at times. You have a good tight end room, and your offensive line is like 900 years old. Pair that with the best defense. I think I personally think the Rams should, should try to get to John Watson. I don't know what they have, and I don't know what they can bring to the table other than trading Jared Goff. I was going to say, well, I mean, depends upon how many pieces you want to give up. True, for him. but it's one of those things for me where it's like I personally think that if the Rams decided to just trade their draft capital, they could pull, they could get away with it. There is, they have Cam Akers who is probably who just got drafted, and they could give a second contract to Robert Woods, who they can give a second contract to Cooper Cup, who they just gave a second contract to Tyler Higby, who they just gave a second contract to. Their offensive line is a hundred years old, but their backup offensive line is also a hundred <laughs> years old. There are only two uh, guys, only two guys that I would not trade. One, I'm not trading to Robert Woods. Two, I'm obviously not trading Aaron Donald. Everybody oh, else, you can talk three. to me. Honestly, I would add a third. Are you going to put Cooper Cup in that? No, I'm putting Jalen Ramsey on that list. I mean, that boy got absolutely burnt like toast by uh, Jamal Adams. Devontae Adams? Damn it. Yeah. I'm just illiterate, but we already knew that. I mean, he really didn't, though. Nine catches for 66 yards, that's pretty low for Devontae Adams. When they needed a catch, they knew exactly where they could go. Fair. He went nine of ten on receptions to targets, but it's like he also, you know, it's compared it, to games they, past that we've seen. like They were using Lazard as your, like, big play. They were like, okay, we need five yards. It's a third and five. Adams is there. He's going right, to makes, be there. Right, that makes sense, but it's one of those things, too, where it's like, you know, you look at 
I'm not going to let 60-some yards be my metric here. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. But you look at past games, right? I'm going to go last five here, okay? Okay. So that's the Eagles game is the last one that I'm using in this metric. Oh, no. 10 of 12, 121, and two touchdowns. 7 of 10, 115, and a touchdown. 7 of 10. So you got to tell me these teams. Sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll through this, and I want to see if you can guess the team. If you can guess which defense held them to the least. Okay. 7 and 10, 42, and a touchdown. 11 of 12, 142, three touchdowns. 6 for 6, 46 yards, and a touchdown. These are the last five games of the regular season. So which team was the 7, 10, and 42 game? Okay. That was not the playoffs. Nope. So I'm trying to remember their schedule here. That had to have been, you said 42 yards? Yes. Hmm. Did they? No, they did not. No, they did not. I'm trying to think of what their schedule might have looked like. Don't tell me here. So, it. Sh- Wait a second. Oh no, not playoffs. Sorry. Correct. Not not playoffs. not playoffs. It had to have been somebody that I wouldn't expect because I'm You're 100% correct in that in that category. Because I'm trying to think of good teams to where Indianapolis could have held him, Tennessee could have held him, but if you're asking me to guess, that means it's going to be a disgustingly bad team. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Bears. You are on the correct path. You did not go bad enough. Can I say, okay, I'm going to stay in division, the Lions? No, it is not in the same division. It is in the NFC, though. Um, they played Jacksonville. Would it be Jacksonville? No. He had 8, 12, and 66 in a touchdown against Jacksonville, and that was in the middle of November. You know what? I've got it. I've got it. Panthers. Nailed it. The way you described it, it wouldn't have been like, oh, this is like a good team did anything. <laughs> my no. next my next guess was going to be the Vikings, though, but then you had told me that it was outside of the division. In the division games, so he played the Bears <laughs> twice in the last six weeks of the season, okay. the regular season. He went 12 for 107 and two touchdowns in the Bears combined games. And Wolf. the Bears were not competitive in either of those games. No. So his worst game of the season was week two against the Lions. And I think he got hurt in that game. So Must have. I mean, if you're putting up a shit stat line to get the Lions, you either didn't play the full game or... Three for, 30, for 36. He did not play that most. The, I don't think he played no way. the entire second quarter or later in that game. Yeah, I would love to see the box score because I bet they beat the shit out of him that game, so they probably just didn't need him. 42 to 21. Yeah, I mean, they were probably coasting in the second half. Um. Yeah, and but again, like, right, I'm trying to like compliment him now. He's he's, but like that's my thing, right? Is that like even in even against Jalen Ramsey, six of nine, six of uh, nine of ten, sixty six yards and a touchdown. 
that's a very quiet game by his standards of how this season went. Yes, he scored a touchdown, but it's like 66 yards is fourth lowest, fifth, sixth, sixth lowest this year. Is that yeah. right around the middle of the pack? Most likely, but we, the thing I'll give you about Jalen Ramsey and a lot of these other cornerbacks and safeties is that the odds are significantly stacked up against them. True. You know, we've we've changed the rules to be pass friendly. We've changed the rules to be we offense. We have changed all the rules. We haven't changed all. Hey, the fuck rules. you! <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to you. Um, I'm not nice to myself, so. We've changed the rules to be offense heavy because, you know, it's entertainment. Football's entertainment. So when they're able to do that, I, I obviously have got to give them compliments. So, yeah, I would I would agree for the time being, he's the third person you could add onto that no trade list. But other than that, you want Goff, you want Bortles while we're at it, I don't give a shit. Take him. Okay. Now, looking, do you want to take a look back at last week before we do next week's games or vice versa? I feel like I need to let you just go. So, I, I Well, I was going to start in I order. Like, I was going to start in order here. You know, I was, was going to start. Like, I feel like you just got a lot going on here, and I, you just need to let you just need a, an avenue to just voice out your frustrations. So I'm just going to let you go. And I'm just going to sit here, eat some almonds, and just – allow you to Could you being healthy ser- just serenade our our listeners with just pure unmitigated anger sadness like you let me do this from time to time i think it's finally high time you let me <laughs> okay that's fine so anger I, i'm going through the stages of grief here you know there's anger depression bargaining no acceptance whatsoever yet that hasn't happened um it sucks when a team could not give you more chances if they tried and you can't finish the job. So a lot of people are, you know, saying that the game was, you know, a little iffy, some bad calls. The Browns had plenty of chances to literally drive down the field and win the game. The chance was there. They had the opportunity. You've held one of the most prolific offenses we've seen in the past five to ten years to 22 points that's damn good and you can't do it so Mahomes didn't play for close to a half and you still can't win then I I guess you just simply don't deserve to win I'm I'm proud of this team because they literally did exactly what I was going to say they did except they actually won one more game I had them at 10 and 6 and winning a wild card game, losing the next week. They went 11 and 5, won the wild card game, lost the next week. I'm incredibly happy about the strides that we've made. Got coach of the year, no question about it. If Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit can get off their ass and actually get onto the field, they didn't play at all this season. Literally not once this season. So Having those rookies and sophomores back on your defense is huge. I don't think the Browns need to do anything. You know, you have takes about their offense. I don't think they need to add anybody to their offense. They need to spend the draft completely on defense. 
They, if they want to do any offseason moves, they need to spend it completely on defense. Because if you can get another linebacker that's skillful to help out Mac Wilson, um, it there's a lot of things that are frustrating. Because, I mean, I, I cannot stop thinking about that damn third and 15 run of Chad Henney. That's what a linebacker is supposed to do. And then go ahead and put Chad Henney in concussion protocol. Like, that's exactly what happens to a good team like if that happened against green bay's defense guess what it wouldn't have happened he would have got his shit knocked in um so i'm proud i'm happy what i've been telling my 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 family this entire season is that this is the titanic i'm having a ton of fun and when it goes down i'm gonna be like the guys playing the violin as it sinks i'm still having a party and that's exactly what i did um I had fun while the ship went down, and I'm happy that it happened. This is literally, you know, my co-host here, my lovely co-host is, uh, I don't think spoiled is the right word. Maybe it is. Six Super Bowl rings. I, on the other hand, this is literally the best season we've had since I've been alive. So, clearly very happy about that. I am excited about the future, but... You can't. You cannot do what the Bears are doing. You can't just sit and do nothing and expect better results. So I'm expecting a really defensive heavy off season. And when I say defensive heavy, I mean 99% defensive off season. Okay, there you go. I don't know why I had to bring me into this. Um, I'm just here letting you vent your feelings. Well, because I'm talking about happiness, winning a wild card game, and you're like six rings, bitch. I never said that to you. I know you didn't. I know I you didn't. I you. know. I know don't, you didn't. Don't I... paint me into a picture where I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> I, will, I will openly announce and say when I'm being a jerk. This was one of those times where I actually texted my Browns friends and said, "Congratulations! I'm actually very happy for you." I was genuinely happy. Now I'm pissed. Now, now you pissed me off. Oh nice yeah, job. yeah, yeah. Nice job. Now I'm glad you lost. Now I'm glad. So, I'm very confused about this AFC Championship game. I really am. Um, I think Mahomes is going to play. I see less than a 5% chance that he doesn't play. Um, He's going to play. Exactly. I just, I don't really know what to think because I thought that the Browns lined up super, super well with the Bills and their weaknesses. So I don't know if Kansas City lines up even better than them. I don't know a lot about the Buffalo defense. So when we looked at these divisional round games, um, the first half of Tampa Bay, New Orleans was fun. Second half was not. First half of Baltimore, Buffalo was fun. Second half was not. Um, Depends. Like I'm a Cleveland fan, so obviously I think that game was fun, but I'm sure a lot of people disagree when you didn't get to watch Patrick Mahomes. So it just seemed like a very uneventful divisional round. Am I alone? No, I don't think you're alone. Um, I think for me there was two. There was a turning point in that game, and it was before the Lamar interception return for a touchdown. Oof. Um, <clears throat> truthfully, those two missed field goals in the first half by Tucker really hurt him because they would have been up nine to three at the break. It would have been 
nine to ten after the Brown after mm-hmm. the Bills first touchdown. Then it would have been seventeen to nine. So it still would have been an eight point game rather than a, a seventeen point game when everything at that point just felt lost and demoralized. Yeah. Um so to me I thought the turning point was very was earlier in that game than people thought. I I'm in agreement with you that the turning point was earlier than the interception. I just thought the interception was the nail in the coffin. I didn't think yeah, that I was a turn. I didn't think that was a turning point at all. I just thought point of no return whatsoever. I agree with that. Um, I think that it's. It, I, I'm curious to see what the Ravens do in this offseason. We already saw that they got that they're going to move on from Mark Ingram, which I thought was surprising. But at the same time, not because J.K. Dobbins really took over that starting running back role. Um, what do they do at wide receiver? As I told you, as I'm going to tell other Browns fans, the best thing that the Browns can do this offseason is trade OBJ. And that's going to be a very controversial opinion, and it's not anything against OBJ. It's just we saw what we saw from this Browns team uh, without OBJ and with OBJ. Mm-hmm. And they were a much better team without OBJ. Now, that being said, I think that with OBJ, the Browns win that game. Um, so you need a, a you need a, a, a good quality wide receiver, which you can get in free agency this year, um, to be the number two or the number one guy. Um, Landry played very well as the number one guy. I think that he's very capable of being the number one guy. So either you need someone to step up to be number number two or sign someone to be number two. Um, yeah, and we'll, and we'll see. I mean, they're rookies like Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, Rashard Higgins. These are guys that really showed out and stepped up next se- or last season. So it's whether they want to continue that role or if we're even going to give them the chance to continue that role. Right. So, look, there's a lot of good wide receivers out in free agency next year. Um, the two that are coming to my mind right now are uh, Kenny Galladay and um, – uh, Allen Robinson. Those are the two that are coming into my head. You're also going to have A.J. Green. You're also going to have Sammy Watkins. You're also going to have Marvin Jones. You're also going to have T.Y. Hilton. You're also going to have uh, Corey Davis. You're also going to have Willie Sneed. You're also going to have Danny Amendola. You're also gonna, you, like The names on this wide receiver list, Will Fuller, Keenan Cole, do you mean after next season or once this season's over? Once this, like, this upcoming free agency. Isn't Juju in that boat? Uh, probably. I think, I think it's now, up, or, I think it's now no, a team Juju, option. I think Juju, I think Juju, I don't think is an unrestricted free agent. Okay, it must just be I'm a team about, option. I'm talking strictly unrestricted free agents. Gotcha, my bad. All good. Okay. Yeah, I'm... I was not looking at it from their average annual salary. I was not surprised by the yeah, Mark Ingram because Gus Edwards and Dobbins are balling out. Not surprised by that. What I was surprised by it was RG three, um, simply because I thought that you know it's it's nice to kind of keep him around. But if I'm a if I am a divisional opponent of the Ravens or if I anticipate like the Colts or the Bills be seeing the Ravens possibly in the Colts in the postseason in the future having having RG3 as a backup is good one because he can go in and do very adequately but two 
he can give you a decent enough look at what Lamar and Patrick can do on the field. Obviously, he's not going to be able to replicate it, or he'd be a starter. But having his style of play to be able to replicate so your defense can get a vague feel of what it's going to be like, that's got to be great to have in practice. So I don't think that these divisional people in the AFC should be shying away from that. It'd give them a great look behind the curtain. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Look, I, look. This... It's going to be a very fun offseason. Very fun. Yes, it is. It's going to be very, very fun. Because you have names like Juju. You have Chris Godwin. You have... Kendrick Bourne, Zay Jones, Isaiah McKenzie, Laquan, Laquan Treadmill, Alan Lazard. Do I need to keep going? Alan Lazard makes me feel some type of way, especially, especially, and I don't know if it's, I don't think it's just Rodgers that does that. I think, I think any adequate quarterback could still make him, you know, really successful. Yeah. Okay. Then what, a couple things. What do you think is going to happen to Cam Newton you know, in this offseason, and what do you want? Who do you want to be receiving the snap for the Patriots week one? Oh, God. That's Both of those. A, that's a loaded question. Maybe one's um, easier than the other. I don't know. I'm going to start with the Cam Newton question. Um, I don't think that I'd be mad. Um, I don't think that I would be mad that. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if Cam Newton came back to the Patriots. I'm trying to articulate this. I wouldn't be mad if Cam Newton came back to the Patriots. Um, I think that I kind of... uh, I think that the Patriots are in a weird spot where they need to make a big splash this offseason. I don't know what they're planning on doing. Um, I don't think anybody knows what they're planning on doing. So I don't know if it's going to be at the quarterback position. I have no idea if it's going to be the skill positions. I don't know if they're just going to make a big splash and just redo their defense. Um, to me, it's very simple. Um, the person who should be starting for the Patriots next year is Jimmy J. Will he? No. Mm, God, that makes um, I love it. I love it. Will he? Probably not. Um, I really think that the Patriots are probably going to draft a quarterback in this draft and start on week one and have Brian Hoyer just around. Um, that's what I really think is going to happen because um, I don't think that they trust Stidham. Stidham was not good this year um, in his in his limited opportunities, and he didn't play at the end of the year when they were eliminated, whenever, when he really should have. Um, <clears throat> to me, I just – I don't know. I, I truthfully don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to expect. I'm kind of just here, kind of just around uh, – I guess, I guess I gotta wait and see, don't I? Yeah, I mean, I think that the Patriots are very in it and like a really interesting position because it's not necessarily what they have, especially for like the offseason trading. Not necessarily what they have that people want; it's what they could have. You know, draft picks, a lot of cash on hand that people need. So. I'm, I, they're they're one of my more intriguing off seasons to see. So, yeah, I think that there's two teams to watch in, in free agency, and uh, 
<laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to play a guessing game that I'm going to share with you in a minute. Please. Um, it's a trivia game. It'll be fun. Um, I, I think that it's... Though the Patriots and the Bears are the most interesting... Um, what a bad sentence. Holy shit. <laughs> have the most interesting offseason, right? Because it's Bears don't have a quarterback. The Bears are losing their top wide receiver. And they also have the best defense. The Patriots don't have anybody. And all of their defense is coming back but a year older next year, and they didn't play last year. So I guess it even, kind of evens itself out. Um, so to me, it's one of those things uh, where um, I feel like it's easy to say they <sighs> – the ball is in their court and I feel like they can do something with it. But at the same time, I, I have zero expectations just based on how this has gone. So. Yeah. And you're very intrigued about the wide receivers. I'm obviously super intrigued about the quarterbacks. Um, there are some guys that, you know, I don't anticipate seeing they move, but I would love to see if they did. Like I would love to see who would go after Matt Stafford. I think he's really, really undervalued in Detroit. Um, he's been incredibly consistent, literally Hall of Fame numbers. He just I, he, He's like Phil Rivers in the sense that he has absolutely nothing to show for it. Yeah. Nothing to show for it. I mean, I'm not even putting Kirk Cousins in that because he doesn't have those numbers, but... He also has nothing to show for it. I guess he can. He's in the same boat on that one, but yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I guess that's fair. I've always been a big fan of his. To be honest with you, like, I think no, he's a, I think he's a great person. I just don't want him on my team. That's fair. That's fair. I so the, uh, I'm just very intrigued about the quarterback market because I can see so many things happening. Um, like, who do the Colts go after now? You know. They, they look. I, I think the answer for them is in house. I think that Brissett's going to be a hell. Is, Thank has you. Arm to make it work for them next year, um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they tried to trade for Trubisky. Oh, that'd be so bad. They're, I would see. I could see them trying to trade for Watson, but yes, yes, and I think they also they don't have nearly the capital that the Dolphins have, but they have a lot more capital than some other people that you know, might be in the running for them. So. It depends, and, and maybe, you know, can a player really say, I just won't go there? Like, so if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm like, don't trade me to the he Jets. No I'm not going clubs, anywhere. So yeah, he can really say that. Well, then he sure as shit is not ending up in the Jets. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I think he might be. He might. I think he might be open to going to the Jets. And this is going to be the fun conspiracy theory that I have. You ready? I need it. There was recently a trade. That should blow the doors open in your brain. Of a Houston superstar going to New York City. Oh, no way. I am under the impression that they are actually kind of close. And by actually kind of, they go to each other's birthday parties that they have. I could see one of them mm -hmm. recruiting the other one to go there and hang out with him and a certain MVP 
and a certain know-it-all, and a certain drifter. If you got where I'm going with this, I want to see where you connect the dots about who's who is who in that say, that I just made. I'll one. There's so many people, so many people. Two. I have no idea who the drifter. Yeah, you do. Would be well, just the way that it's being described. I'm trying to. You want me? You want me to just go through it? Give me a second. Who's the main person? Um, that would be uh, Jamison Harden. Oh, now my dumb brain was still trying to keep up with football. I was like, "What the hell are you wow, thinking?" That was oh. Oh, Drifter's Kyrie. That a boy. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. He's back. I had this analogy like. Kyrie said he was taking time off, but it's kind of like I'm taking time off. It's it's kind of like the Michael Jordan taking time off. It's just so that you don't get in trouble. True. Because the NBA never put sanctions on him at all. He never got fined, never got suspended. They just said, "Hey, you can't come back until this date." That's it. Nothing happened to him for going to a party and just completely breaking all the protocols. Uh, true. What well, NBA is a wild place. It really is. Also, shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers for beating them in the first game altogether. That makes me so freaking happy. And they did it by double digits, too. It wasn't a close game. Well, it wasn't until the first overtime started. Uh, yeah. And then Colin Sexton went and scored 16 points in a row. Colin Sexton's really good. He has a, uh, exceeded my expectations. A completely exceeded my expectations. And it gives me a lot more hope for my Cavs friends that they um, that their draft pick this season will work out. Obviously, I was a little biased. I, I didn't want um, I, I didn't like the way that their draft turned out. But if they've got the same guy running the draft, it's uh, they're they're going to be pretty good. So true. Okay, so True's then. Harden started it, and then what were the other nicknames besides Drifter? I missed it. The MVP. Okay, got it. Durant. Yeah, Durantula. The know-it-all. This one's a little tricky. I will I will admit that this one's a little tricky. Steve, no, not Steve Nash. Nailed it. Really? Steve Nash, I know-it-all. Come on, you know he is. See, and I don't keep up with Nash near, apparently nearly as much as everybody. I just he's, thought he was very he's good a, at soccer. He can play soccer whenever the hell he wants. <laughs> like, he's got to be a <laughs> I love that you're a closet Nash hater. Big fan. I'm, just, I, I'm not a hater. I'm oh. just saying that you just know that he's a know-it-all. All right. Okay, so then we've run through them. All right. Yes. I was so dumb. I was like, I was like, nobody big from... The Texans went anywhere else. They went to Atlanta. That's it. Yeah. If you're JJ Watt, do you want out? Yes. Are you, but you want to go to Pittsburgh. I don't. Th- you you keep saying that. I again, Pittsburgh doesn't have anything to get him. He that doesn't matter right now. Unless he's an unrestricted free agent, which he's not. I'd be so pissed. He'd be JJ so much Watt better in Cleveland. Free, actually, J.J. Watt should be hitting free agency at the end of next year. So you can hold out one more year. You can just play one season in Pittsburgh with his brothers. Don't do that to me. 
100%. He looks so good with Miles Garrett. He's not going to play against the brothers. You don't know that. You don't think he would? I think he would. Well, he's technically not playing against them. Because they're both on the defense, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Loophole, baby. Loophole. Yeah. Uh, did you see that kind of slightly... Sw- okay. Nope. I'm actually not going to do this. I have very minimal news. But I'll, I'll wait on it. So we're going to stick with... This weekend's NFL action. Only three NFL games left. I hate to say that. That's very sad. Um, we'll start it this way, okay? Please. We're gonna run. We're gonna do this very quickly. We're not gonna spend like ten minutes on it, okay? Boo! I know. <laughs> there are five universities or state universities or colleges, whatever the hell you want to call them, as a collective unit, that have produced both a U.S. president. And a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Can you name all five? I only know that one of them is Miami University. That is which Miami? Oh, Ohio. Correct. Yeah, because it's Big Ben, and then Ohio's had enough presidents that I'm sure one of them went there. You are correct, sir. So that's one. I can almost guarantee you, you can name two more. Okay, so you said Super Bowl winning quarterback and United States president. Hmm. Okay. I've heard this question before because this is not like a crazy. And because you're asking me this, Biden has to have been part of this group. That was one that I was banking on you were going to get correct. So that's two out of the five. Well, the other I don't know. I don't know who he's with. Easy. I, I mean, what was he like? Vermont? Where did Biden. where did Biden even go to school? Delaware. Don't act like this is just common knowledge that everybody knows where this man went to school. Because where, you know what? He represent. Where is he from? How long the fuck has he lived there? Um, I got another one. Gerald Ford, Michigan, baby. At a boy. That's three. That was the other one I was banking you were gonna get correct. I I'm literally just trying to run through since 2000 my my Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So collectively, Joe Flacco, Big Ben, and Tom Brady account for literally half of them. How nuts is that? Because they're six, three, and one. The yes. fact that the fact that Joe Flacco has a ring will go down like um oh what's his name? Shit. The guy that said um the team that scores the most points wins the game. Bald. Former Browns quarterback. Who is that? the hell are you talking about? you remember he, he 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 won a super bowl and he's so he is a super bowl winning quarterback and he went on he's now a commentator for one of the bigger networks and he says usually guys the team that scores the most points wins the game starts with an h oh somebody's got to be screaming this answer out when they listen to this former browns quarterback fine i'm just googling it i don't even know what you're talking about Team that scores the most points wins the game. Okay. There's a I'm trying to think of It's not John Madden. John Madden has 
hasn't been on television. No, 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 no. But he, he used to say dumb shit like that all the time. That's fair. Now I've just got to look up the, the Browns um, QB jersey. Tim Couch. No, don't you disrespect him like that. Um, um, Colt McCoy. Jason Campbell. Brandon Wheat. Brian Hoyer. Derek Anderson. Charlie Fry. Trent Dilfer. There it is. Thank you. Trent Dilfer. That man won a Super Bowl. Yes, he did. Okay. Um, Going I, back to our original point. <laughs> that you said we wouldn't spend 10 minutes on. Uh, you have you have three out of the five correct. Um, there's got to be some like super smart school that I'm missing. You are correct in that. It, I mean, it's got to be like um, like a Northwestern. Nope. Or go smarter. Smarter. Okay. Well, I shouldn't have put them in there considering Ravel went to Northwestern. Um, gets dunked on daily on the internet. Portnoy put him in a box yesterday. It was very funny. Um, <laughs> Harvard. No. Cornell. Cornell, I feel like back in like before in like the 80s had to have been very good at football. <clears throat> no. Notre Dame. No. Stanford. Ding. That's three. It took me four. That's four. Took me a very can, long time. I don't even you know. Name the quarterback? I don't care. You don't like literally don't name the president because that's it's gonna make sense when you hear the president's name, but don't name the president. Just name well, I don't know who the hell the president is. Herbert Hoover. Because the Hoover Institute is at Stanford. Okay, so now I got to think about. Well, it doesn't matter when he was president, so that's a dumb question. No idea, actually. Absolutely no idea. John Elway. I hate John Elway. That's fair. Okay, can you name the fifth one? The fifth one should, in my no opinion, way. be the easiest. Well, who was the, sorry, who was the quarterback? Oh, no, you said Flacco. Never mind. So Flacco, we, we Brady, have Big Ben, and Elway. Okay, so these, so we've seen three out of the four that I've gotten are all from the 21st century. Correct. This, this last guy is not. is not, damn it. It's going to make it a lot more difficult. No, it shouldn't. Honestly, it shouldn't. Because I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be very blunt about this. His only team he played for in the NFL was the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Was he coached by Jimmy Johnson? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't think so. Or was like or I or I'm not even am I thinking like You gotta go older. Older shit. Um Wow. Okay, so Cowboys older than Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Let's try to think back here. I can't. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm trying to go back. 
and I'm my dumb brain keeps thinking Aikman. Obviously not accurate. Obviously I have to go older. And I'm thinking for whatever reason that Danny White was around for a really long time. He was there like five or six seasons with the Cowboys, I think. I just don't know if that's old enough or not. Then the only other choice is, well, I don't know. I, I, I've only got one more guess. It's got to be Roger, right? Atta boy. I don't even know who the hell else these people have. So, Do you know where he went to school? Absolutely no idea. No idea. If I gave you one hint, you're going to get it. That's the sad part about this. If I gave you one hint, you're going to be like, oh, I should have guessed that. I mean, do you know how many colleges there are? <laughs> yes, but if I'm talking about U.S. presidents, there has to be, like, one college that you're like, oh, yeah, of course one came out of there. What, like George Washington University? No, but you're very on the interesting path. Okay, so... Trying to figure out where George Washington is. Yeah, you're, you're kind of in that area. I mean... You're in the geographical area. Uh, so now I'm trying to think of colleges that were dominant in, like, the 60s and the 70s when Staubach would have been at some point in time in college. He would have been there in the late 60s, yes. I, yeah, I do, because I'm not, I'm not going to guess another Ivy League. That was the way I was going, but I'm not going to do it. No, it is not an Ivy League. Don't. It is a military installation. Oh, then probably, it's probably the Navy. Attaboy. I think you're giving me a lot more credit than I deserve, to be frank. Probably. <laughs> one of those things where it's like, you know what? I feel like if someone said, oh, yeah, president came from the Naval Academy, you would have been like, oh, yeah, of course he did. Like, duh. No, that that also, that also seems very accurate. Um, who was the president? The president from the Naval Academy? Yes. Oh, I got to go back. Hold on. I mean, I'm sure there – that also sounds like there is more than one, right? That sounds like that. Oh, God, you're not going to get this. I mean, you're not going to get you want to give me I'm so sorry about this. Can you even give this guesses? Is the funniest answer of all time. He's still alive. OK, how about this? I'm, I, I will get it. I will ask one question and then I will make the correct guess. How about that? Okay. I know how exact of a question to make this. OK. Was he at the inauguration yesterday? No. <laughs> <laughs> easy it's got to be jimmy it is jimmy carter i love presidents i love presidents and he was the only one that's still alive that wasn't there um yes because gerald ford no, just that's not true that's not true gerald ford true. just passed away there was two that weren't there who was the other one you are so dumb-brained Oh, oh my God! <laughs> no, that's great. That's I can't. I can't believe I let that one slip past me. You got me on that one, hundred percent, hundred percent. Disappointed. You know what I am surprised at though is I'm surprised we didn't have more Ivy Leagues back in like the '60s and '70s. Like, like truthfully, we were so super close surprised. I think we were we were very close with one of them. Wait, well, um, you had George W. who went to Harvard. I'm sure there should have been another guy that came out of Harvard. 
I mean, yeah, there's currently one from Harvard that currently plays in the NFL. Wow. And has he never played in an NFL postseason game? Is that possible? Well, yeah, because he gets passed around like a blunt around the league. So I don't know what you're expecting here. Has he never played in in a postseason game? I don't think Fitzmagic has, no. Holy moly. That is shocking. I mean, Andrew Luck... Um, Andrew He's Luck never, never played, played in a in Super Bowl, NFL. right? He never played in an NFL, in a postseason game. That's that's incredible. Um, Andrew Luck has never played farther than like I think the AFC Championship than the uh, divisional round. They didn't lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship. Was he the quarterback? Pretty sure. In fourteen, yeah, he was. So yeah. Because that was the AFC Championship participant trophy. That's still the funniest thing ever. But yeah, I was also like, again, I'm still surprised because both Bushes went to Ivy League schools. So, super surprised. Then you have to look at it on the flip side. What quarterbacks from Harvard have ever been in the NFL? I know, but I was assuming that somebody would pull one out like a Roger Staubach from the 60s or 70s. That's kind of what I was basing on. I fucking know. And they ran the table. <laughs> Nobody had any answer for that triple option, baby. That's true. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm surprised. You want, you want to take? You want to do picks? I'm now also surprised about Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame has never come close to producing a quarterback. Damn. You guys are dummies. Uh, speaking of Notre Dame, did you see they were placed on probation for one year? Yeah, that's not surprising. Football program on probation for one year after both sides agree that assistant coach had impermissible offseason recruiting contact. So, well, at least he wasn't handing them McDonald's bags full of cash. Tennessee, you absolute dumbasses. I have nothing to say about Tennessee. What a dumpster fire. I mean, also, if you don't think that the uh, the coincidence between Alabama, Nick Saban's family owning a car dealership, a lot more players have um, chargers now. Think about it. Think about it a little bit. They're just smarter about what they do. So, okay. We've got to promise them after graduation when it doesn't become an issue. Bingo. Or after they leave. Work smarter, not harder. Um, we've got two games up. Which one's first, AFC or NFC? I don't know. The NFC game is first. Okay. So Packers hosting the Buccaneers. This is crazy That to, this is crazy to me that it's the first time we've seen Rodgers and Brady face off in the playoffs. And if you had told me that, I would have never expected it to be in the same division. I would have expected it just to be a Super Bowl matchup. Um so, what have you got here? Um, I'm going to do this based on statistics alone, okay? Ooh, smart boy. Statistics alone. Aaron Rodgers, when he has reached this point of the season, and this point of the season, I mean play in the divisional game, mm-hmm. he is one and three. Rough. That's not good. 
So, very simply, I'm going to go with the man who is has a much better record than him in these types of games. It's going to be Thomas Brady and the Patriots. Okay. So you were taking... I'm taking the Patriots. <laughs> Obviously. I'm taking the Packers here. And I only say this because it seems to be that whether it was the Washington game or whether it was the New Orleans game, for whatever reason, the Bucks have much more talent than their opponents, but yet they let them hang around for whatever reason. And I think if the Packers go into the half with a lead, they will not lose the lead. Yep. That's it. So I think that you have two prolific offenses, two offenses that are so damn fun to see. Um, you've got, whether it's like Gronk and Brady, they have absolutely no fear when it comes to the playoffs. Like no, no jitters. This is just a business trip for them. Um, how Mike Evans handles this, how Chris Godwin handles this, uh, how playoff Lenny is going to handle this, I don't know. Um, I don't know why. I just I just like the Packers here. Don't know why. I don't think home field has anything to do with it whatsoever. Really don't. I agree. And I agree. Uh, from what I've seen, the weather is just going to be slightly cold, not even like raining, no snow, just cold that's it so that really doesn't favor the Packers like if this was a snow bowl I'd be on the Packers all day long um but it's not I still wouldn't be on the Packers to be honest I still I still wouldn't be if this was a snowball I mean with the amount of Brady like how much he talks about how much he now hates the north essentially because of the snow oh man I'd be yeah I, and I, I don't know why Green Bay is favored in this game, though. I think that this is literally a coin flip. I know that they're favored 53-47, to 47, so it's not much of a favoring, but yeah. Um, truthfully, I think that uh, I truthfully believe that it's uh, – I'm going with experience here. I'm going with the guy who has been here before and played in this spot and played in, in, in this type of game before and, and – you know he's got his he's got his best friend and and to me it's going to be one of those games where his best friend. A lot of defense. <laughs> what and, a fun uh, group! I've got I've got the Patriots money line. I've got the Patriots plus three, and I've got the uh, I keep calling them the Patriots. I don't really care that I keep doing it. I don't really care. You know where I'm going with. Yeah, this. but we know what and you I mean. That's the, the problem. And I have the over. What is the over under at? I haven't even seen these yet. Fifty one and a half. I like that as well. I do. So. Buccaneers plus three, Buccaneers money line the over. And I also you're that confident. Well, here's here's the other thing that I've done. The last two weeks, I bet against them, and they've lost. <laughs> and and I've lost. And I have a future on them to win the Super Bowl. So in my head, I'm also thinking maybe I should bet the Packers because then I'll lose, but then I'll win. Well, what do you mean that you've? You've bet against the Bucks because, for example, the the Washington football team covered, so you technically won even though you bet against them. I bet money line both times <laughs> against the Patriots. <laughs> Why? Why? Why'd you bet Washington money line? I actually genuinely thought that they had a chance to win that game. Genuinely, I thought that. Only lost by eight. Yeah. Ty, Ty, Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke, whatever the hell it is. 
Okay. I don't know why I like the Packers. I don't know if I should or not. No idea whatsoever, but I do. Um, moving on, because I also like the over. The line's super close. And I'll be honest with you, this next game, I have no idea what to do. Anything you tell me, I could be like, makes perfect sense. Here's what I'm going to tell you. And this is going to be um, an idea that is probably not going to be the first one that's going to be shared. Um, but it should be listened to. Take the Chiefs minus three right now. Because as soon as Mahomes says he's playing, it's going to go to six. And I don't I don't know at that point what I'm going to do. Um, I would take the Chiefs at minus three right now. And honest to God, I'd take the under, 50, under 53 and a half right now. Here's where everybody's going to have problems, and it's the Browns had a lot of problems with mm-hmm. remembering, hey, Travis Kelsey's very good at his job, and he's also in the middle of the field. Maybe you should tackle him. I, I don't know if the Bucks will also heed that warning. So I could see another big – sorry, what? I say the Bucks. No, it's the Bills. Who, what did I say? You said the Bucks. Damn it. Your, your whole called, Patriots thing got me. I literally called him the Patriots the entire time, so it's fine. Um, I think, the, I think truthfully, I think the Bills do have that guy, though. I think Micah Hyde's going to play one-on-one coverage with uh, with Kelsey. Quite possibly. Either him or it's going to be Tremont Edmonds and Tremaine, excuse me, Tremaine Edmonds. And uh, I, I think, based on the first matchup alone, I think the Bills can match up very well with them. Um, last time that these two teams played, which was week six, the final was 26-17. So if you want to look at it in that sense, the under did hit. Um, I Now, I also think that the spread could go to six and a half if you see um, Clyde Edwards come back too. He's still listed as questionable along with Patrick. Yes, I agree with that. Lethal. Absolutely lethal. True. The Chiefs just don't blow out good teams, and that's what I'm kind of banking on here. And I think this is going to be a close game all the way to the end. But I think that if you get them at three, I think they'll cover. Um, And if you get them at six, I don't know if they will. Okay, there you go. I'm... You can tell me I love the Bills for X, Y reason, and I believe it, man. This is uh, both these games are going to be decided by the die for me. I, I look, I completely understand that. I completely do. And I think that's a very good thing because you know I'm not expecting a blowout either way. Really, I'm not. And that's exactly what you want in a you know divisional championship round. You know, you want to be able to look at this and say like, hey, um, you know, maybe one guy's going to step up and have some randomly good game here. And now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm starting to like the Bucks a little more. Mm-hmm. Because if it comes down to it, like we just mentioned, both these offenses are prolific. So it's going to matter how you use them. And I would take the guy with a lot more experience in that category, and that would be Mr. Arians. Damn it. See, I can't even do this right. Can't do this right either. I'm having a day, too. So That's why I'm so bad at gambling. The die are so much better than me. They at least hey, have a winning record. You know what? 
When in doubt, trust Bookie Greg. I mean, you want to talk about on fire lately. Last night, last night, I had, I literally went from being, I went from a great day the day before to yesterday having an absolutely shit one. I had a great day the day before. I went 4 and 0. You can't go back to back good days. You know, you know how gambling know, works. I know, but it's one of those things where it's like I went 4 and 0 and then I went 1 2 3 4 I went 4 and 6 to start the afternoon on UFC and soccer and then hockey and basketball and college basketball just murdered me. Okay. Although I did have the nets over. I did have the Nets over. I mean, they they beat the over by sixty points. By the way, yeah. Let's talk about an talk about an ass whooping. The over covered before overtime started. If you if you <laughs> had the under in that, I actually felt bad for you, honestly. You're so dumb for taking the under. I'm glad you didn't. Okay, my last thing that I have to mention here because you just brought it up, so it's my last point is UFC. We've got UFC 257. Um, as of yesterday, McGregor was favored minus 315 against Poirier. Uh, what do you what do you have any you have any thoughts? Um, I want this fight to go to the distance. I don't think it will. I've got Connor in decision. I want this to go to the distance. I really do. Um, but I think I'm going to go Connor. TKO and Connor points, I think are going to be the two bets that I make. But I think TKO is probably going to win. Okay. And the reason why I was thinking it could go the distance is a couple reasons. Both of these guys have had immense amount of training because you've been in a lockdown almost. They've been acting like it. And they probably have never, at least Connor says this, that he's never trained more in his life. I would assume... Doesn't he say that before every fight? Exactly. So I'm assuming, though, I'm taking him at his word. I'm also assuming that uh, Dustin is in the same boat. Now, Dustin's last fight was June, whereas Connor's last fight was last January against the Cowboy. So a little bit of discrepancy there. But once you get outside of six months, I don't think it really matters. Truly don't. So Dustin's last fight went to decision... Connor's last fight did not go to decision. I mean that I was I was embarrassed for Cowboy, and I've never even met the guy in my life. So I think both these guys are at a training peak. They're going to be at a skills peak because of you know they've literally just been forced to be in the gym and be forced that more so than ever. So mm-hmm. I like it to go the distance for that reason alone. That they're both you know at that peak of skills, at that peak of training. So they've got a lot to show. They've got a lot of gas in the tank. I mean, tons of it. So I'm not worried about anybody's endurance here. I'm not worried about Connor coming back from boxing or going to what. I don't give a shit about that. Truly don't. That's the reason why I like it to go the distance. But at the same point in time, it's kind of like a coin flip in the UFC. So your logic also makes perfect sense. It's, to me, it's one of those things where, you know, I just truthfully don't. Uh, I think that connor has been itching to come back. Um, I think that he's been really frustrated, and he's going to take out those frustrations early, and I think he's going to make it strategic, and I think he's going to wipe them. 
I might do Connor TKO first round, second round. <laughs> That's what I might do. There you go. Love it. Couldn't couldn't love it more. I love your confidence. I really do. I, I don't I don't have that confidence. I don't have any confidence. Oh I'm my god! Sitting here being like I don't know. Oh, I mean the way you describe that, it's like it's like you've That's been watching true. UFC for decades. Uh, I try to I try to have some have some knowledge in my back pocket when I talk about things that I shouldn't really be talking about. Um, listen. Before we go, before we wrap up, um, one college basketball bet for the weekend to let people begin their weekends properly. Right? Okay. I don't know what this spread is yet. It'll probably get released tomorrow at some point. Mm-hmm. I would seriously consider. I'm going to see what the number is, obviously. So what day is this? What what day is this, this game? This is Saturday. This is for Saturday. Saturday the twenty third. There's a ton of basketball on Saturday. A lot of Whatever. good basketball too. A lot of ranked basketball on Saturday. I'm going from the ten o'clock up, so I apologize if this is not in the order that you want it to be as a person. Whatever BYU and Gonzaga spreads are, take them. That's my first. That's my first recommendation. BYU is very good against the spread, and so and Gonzaga is averaging ninety six a game, and they're playing. Pacific. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to compete. Um, do, 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 uh, Alabama is playing Mississippi State. Whatever the Alabama spread is, I'd take it. Okay. Uh, Belmont is playing SIU Edwardsville. Belmont is playing tonight, and we're recording this on, Wednesday, on Thursday. And I have them tonight against Eastern Illinois. Belmont is 10-3 and three against the spread. You're welcome. And the last one, Houston against Cincinnati. Don't know what it's going to be. Whatever it is, Houston. There you go. I'll post more pics on my Twitter account if you you really want me to. I'll do that too. I mean, you've got – it's like you've got hundreds of games on – Saturday's a full full day of college basketball. If you're if you're like me, a degenerate and need something to do before the fights start. Yeah. Hey. And there's welcome to the club. And there's no football. So I'm sad. Sad. So it's either you're watching college basketball, you're watching the NBA, or you're watching hockey. God, I'm so, I'm so happy to have hockey back though. Really. Um, the Bruins are terrible. Oh, Blue Jackets aren't anything to write home about. So. Yeah, but the Bruins haven't scored a five-on-five goal this year, and they've played that like hurts. three games. That hurts. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. So, I'll post some more picks as the weekend goes on here. I'll Perfect. Well, again, you know, if if anybody wants gambling, Thrive Fantasy DHP two four. This place, put it in. Get yourself fifty free dollars. Why the hell wouldn't you be doing that? Um, at DH underscore podcast. Where you'll find everything else that we're getting into. So, yeah. All right. See you next week. You know what? Bet the over, children. Bet the over. <laughs>